Bill O'Reilly here, Thursday, December 10th, 2020. You are listening to the O'Reilly Update. Here's what's happening across our nation. 17 states now supporting the Texas lawsuit to overturn the election. Mayor de Blasio tells New Yorkers to avoid family dinners this holiday season. Florida hopes to vaccinate all nursing home residents by January. Studies show a quick walk can add years to your life. Also ahead, I'll tell you what can kill you, and it's in your own home. But first, Missouri, Alabama, Florida, Louisiana, and more than a dozen other states filing paperwork to support Texas in challenging the vote on November 3rd. The case, which is directed to the Supreme Court, claims millions of ballots cast in Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, and Georgia are, quote, illegitimate. The Supreme Court must decide whether or not to take this case. The lawsuit was brought by Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton, who believes fraudulent counts in Democratic cities like Philadelphia and Atlanta disenfranchise voters in the Lone Star State who supported President Trump. Paxton wants state legislatures to appoint new delegates before the Electoral College certifies the results in January. If the Supreme Court orders that, sides with Texas, then that would be historic. I do believe it's a long shot. Joe Biden's victory could be reversed by the court, but again, I do not think it will be. Big Apple Mayor de Blasio warning residents to avoid big family meals this holiday, saying Christmas dinner can quickly turn into a super spreader event. The extreme left mayor obviously wants folks to cloister on Hanukkah, which starts tonight, and Christmas. That's not likely to happen, although the mayor may be a lonely guy for demanding it. Florida Governor DeSantis vowing to vaccinate all nursing home residents by the new year. I hope that happens. Researchers at Cambridge University in England claiming a 10-minute daily walk can reduce your risk of an early death by 30%. And if you jog for 90 seconds, that reduces a heart attack by another 20%. In a moment, though, I'm going to tell you what can kill you. And it's right in your own house. Right back with that. Hey guys, it's Vivek Ramaswamy here, inviting you to listen to my podcast, Truth. We just relaunched it after the campaign, and we are already riding up the podcast charts. Here's why. I think that hard, in-depth conversations about the tough issues is the only way we're going to get this country back. Because make no mistake, we are currently in a war for the future of America, and you cannot win a war unless you're willing to speak the truth. If you want standard conservative talking points, This podcast is not for you, but if you want to go deeper and hear the conversations you're not going to find anywhere else, the conversations that will challenge you, that will challenge me, then subscribe to Truth with Vivek Ramaswamy on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And I promise you, you're going to cover terrain that you're not going to hear elsewhere. Time now for the O'Reilly Update message of the day. It's about sugar. It's bad. Two weeks ago, my doctor told me I now have high blood sugar. Uh Uh-oh. So I immediately began investigating. Did you know that right now, 
43% of the entire American population is considered obese, not overweight, obese. About 11% of the population has diabetes. Experts believe an additional 10% are undiagnosed. That is a very deadly situation because left untreated, you can die. Now, sugar is a primary cause of diabetes. So is heredity. My high blood sugar isn't because I binge on food. I don't. However, I have a sweet tooth. Here are more facts. Sugar is the most added ingredient to all foods sold in the USA. It's found in bread, ketchup, tomato sauce, cereal, soup, cured meats, salad dressing, crackers, peanut butter, fruit juice, soda, hot dogs, dairy, on and on. All of them have sugar. Soft drinks are responsible for most of the added sugar in the average American diet. One can of soda contains 11 teaspoons of sugar. 200 years ago, the average American ate only two pounds of sugar a year. Today, we consume 152 pounds of sugar every year. That's insane. This is equal to three pounds of sugar every week. The average American digests 42 teaspoons of sugar a day. Fat-free cakes, cookies, and ice cream may have as much or more added sugar than non-fat-free options. You have to check all the labels. Anything over five grams, you're going to get hurt. Now, to me, I'm dumping sugar, even though I do like that haagen But to find good-tasting food with low sugar content, very challenging. But I don't want my fingers to fall off, so I'm going to do it. Last night, I was at Whole Foods with my mask on, and I was looking for food, foraging. There's kale. No, I'm not going to eat kale. There's nuts. I feel like a squirrel, but I am eating some nuts. I grabbed some Parmesan crisps, no sugar, and they're pretty good. Cereal I'd like to have in the morning, but I, you can't. I can't find a cereal that, you know, doesn't taste like cardboard without sugar. I'm drinking water. I'm not drinking any of the uh, beverages, even fruit juice. If you drink OJ, huge sugar content. So it's water. Water is safe. But I have to tell you, this is hell. Sugar is bad. We're all addicted to it. And getting out of it, not easy. I'm Bill O'Reilly, and I approve that message by actually writing it. Disagree? I'd like to hear from you. Bill at BillOReilly.com. And please consider my new book, Killing Crazy Horse. Great holiday gift. In a moment, something you might not know. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money 
your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Now, the O'Reilly Update brings you something you might not know. 22 years ago this week, the House of Representatives wrapped up two months of hearings, investigations, and testimony. In December 1998, the chamber voted to formally impeach a sitting commander-in-chief for just the second time in the country's history. That would be Bill Clinton. The episode began nearly a year earlier when news broke that a White House intern, Monica Lewinsky, had engaged in an affair with President Clinton. An independent counsel was appointed by Democrat Attorney General Janet Reno. In July of that year, 1998, during four hours of closed-door testimony conducted in the map room of the White House, President Clinton spoke live via closed-circuit TV to a grand jury who was housed in a nearby federal building. He was the first sitting president ever to testify before a grand jury. On December 11th and 12th, the House Judiciary Committee agreed to send four articles of impeachment for a full vote. The initial proceedings were delayed when U.S. military started bombing targets in Iraq. Critics accused Mr. Clinton of ordering the attack to distract from his political troubles. One week later, Mr. Clinton was impeached on two counts, perjury to a grand jury and obstruction of justice. On January 7, 1999, in a congressional procedure not seen since 1868, and that was the trial of President Andrew Johnson, Mr. Clinton's trial got underway in Congress. The Senate ultimately acquitted Bill Clinton on both charges. His official response to the entire ordeal, quote, I'm profoundly sorry for the burden my behavior imposed on the American people. And here's something else you might not know. The impeachment of Bill Clinton had the opposite effect on public opinion. In 1997, before the news of the affair broke, Mr. Clinton's approval rating was in the mid-50s. In December 1998, at the height of his troubles, a staggering 73% of Americans approved of President Clinton's job performance. Back after this. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Thank you for listening to the O'Reilly Update. I am Bill O'Reilly. No spin, just facts, and always looking out for you.